Good morning. I'm Riley, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, where I speak with nonprofit groups and organizations in Southern Arizona, learning how they serve the community and getting updates about current projects. For the first portion of today's program, I'm speaking with Steve Farley, CEO of the Humane Society of Southern Arizona. Good morning, Riley. This is Steve Farley from the Humane Society. Uh, yeah, good morning, Steve. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Good, good. Got a lot of exciting stuff going on, and thanks for giving us an opportunity to share the, what we're doing. Yeah, I saw. It seems like you guys have been definitely uh, keeping keeping busy <laughs> recently. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more where that came from, too. You know, the Humane Society of Southern Arizona has been serving pets in our area for a, a long time. Uh, 1944, I believe, was when uh, everything got started. Can you briefly just share how the Humane Society of Southern Arizona serves pets? Well, for 77 years, we've been offering unconditional love, and uh, that that's, that's basically sums up everything we do. When a dog or a cat or a pocket pet come to our door, we will do everything we can to meet the needs of that pet. Sometimes they come in great need, I mean, but we never know what's going to happen or what's going to come to our door every day. But we are always there to help. And then when we uh, we fix the, fix up those dogs and have health issues, when we uh, fix the dogs by spaying and neutering them and the cats and the, all the other pets, we then find the best possible forever home for that pet. And uh, that's that's not always the easiest thing to do. Some There's some behavioral challenges that we overcome with training. Um, there's obviously health issues that come in that our doctors are dedicated to fix with our Second Chance Fund. And uh, But we get it done, mm-hmm. and the stories are incredible. I, I feel like it's the best job I've ever had in being able to, to save lives every single day. Mm-hmm. Well, last time we spoke, which has been a a couple of months now, you had mentioned that the Humane Society had some plans moving forward this year, and uh, there is news for Tucson's east side. So can you tell me a bit about what's going on here? Absolutely. We're so excited. that uh, You know, three years ago, we moved to, uh, on Roger, just west of Oracle on the west side. Uh, We were previously in uh, a location we'd been in for decades right by the Tucson Racquet Club. Uh, but a lot of our most loyal customers and clients and adopters uh, on the east side felt like that we had left them having to drive half an hour or more to be able to get to our location. So we knew there was this time for us to sort of plan finding a new east side branch. And we've got a great new east side branch that will be growing with us for decades to come at 22nd and Wilmot, 1010 South Wilmot. Our grand opening will be Saturday, July 17th at 10 a.m. There will be all sorts of fun things to do there. And uh, the first thing that we'll have in that location will be a greatly expanded thrift store featuring high-quality, deeply discounted Sam Levitt's furniture, plus all the stuff you've come to expect from our thrift store, great deals and clothing, housewares, books, all sorts of things, together with just all sorts of piles of great stuff you can go through and find treasures in. Um, It's 16,000 square feet of thrifting fun that will eventually, once we raise enough money to do this, become a full-service clinic, full adoptions, full admissions, uh, we're going to start with vaccination clinics already while it's a thrift store three times a week plus adoption events. But ultimately, we will end up with a 24-7 low-cost pet emergency clinic 
Pet Hospital together uh, in conjunction with University of Arizona College of Veterinary Medicine as one of our joint ventures. It's going to be a fantastic place to take care of all of your pets' needs and be a lot of fun for the humans, too. But do, so don't miss that on July 17th at 10 a.m. That's our grand opening at 1010 South Wilmot. You are listening to Lifestyle Tucson. Yeah. Um, could you actually just take a second to explain to me a little bit of how the thrift store works? Like how, for example, me buying a, a new ottoman can help pets in southern Arizona? Oh. Every dollar you spend at our thrift store goes to help pets we, because we have so many generous donors, including Sam Levitz and uh, ordinary people like your listeners. Mm-hmm. Any, we take donations from people that are gently used items, and we stock in our thrift store, and we, uh, we sell it at a great price to people. And you get great deals, and every dollar goes to help our pets. It's a uh, it's it's a great thing, and it's we've actually seen a, a a great increase in our sales in the last year as people have increasingly been turning to thrift stores for some of their basics. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 a really win win for everybody. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, the new thrift shop is going to be opening Saturday, the seventeenth, uh, ten a.m. And you said there's going to be some fun stuff. Is there anything that you can kind of give a teaser as to what are some of the fun? things in store for this grand opening? Well, I really wanted to have a dunking booth where people could uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, dunk me in the water, given that it would be a little bit warm. But because we'll have a beautifully air-conditioned space indoors of 16,000 square feet, you don't have to worry about ah. the hot temperatures. We're going to have mariachi bands performing the whole day. There will be uh, some other people performing songs about pets uh, while you can shop and, and listen to what's going on. Uh, we're going to have games for kids. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have special deals. It's 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 in a, it's really going to be something you don't want to miss. And keep going to week after week because that's the thing about the Humane Society Thrift Store is you never know where you're going to find. There, we get incredible treasures coming in from people who have been very generous. Um, I, I, we've found amazing pieces of art uh, that are that are worth thousands of dollars that people have given to us that we're selling in our thrift store and amazing deals. Uh, you never know what you're going to find there, and it's, and all of it, like I was saying, helps our homeless pets. And if you need furniture, there's no better place to go in Tucson than the Humane Society Thrift Store because of our relationship with Sam Levins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great stuff. I've furnished my house with stuff from the Humane Society Thrift Store, and it looks fantastic. <laughs> and no one will ever think you got it to the thrift store. That's the incredible thing about it. And the prices are unbelievable. I mean, you you will you will get a literally a ten thousand dollars sofa set for less than a thousand dollars. We're talking eighty to ninety percent discounts on everything that we get in the store for that for that furniture, and it looks brand new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a, best of all, thing. all of that money goes straight to straight back to helping helping the pets here in our area. Absolutely, that's the incredible thing about it is that everybody wins. When you come to the Humane Society thrift store, yeah. and then everybody will win even more as we gain. We're we're doing a capital campaign to be able to build in our core services to that building as well. So this will be a full, genuine East Side branch of the Humane Society of Southern Arizona. And there currently is no twenty four seven pet emergency that's low cost mm-hmm. in Tucson because they, you know if something happens to your pet in the middle of the night, you're 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 out a thousand dollars before you even know what's going on. That won't be the case with mm-hmm. our facility. So we want to help people um, and help their pets, even if they don't have the money to be able to go to one of those those services that are currently in town. Mm-hmm. 
So I had been looking at hssaz.org and I saw that uh, at the end of the month, there's uh, another unique way for folks to support pets. Wolf Down Wednesday. So delicious food is involved. So I definitely would like to hear a bit more about what this is about. Oh, yeah. Speaking of win-wins, this is another great opportunity. It's uh, We call it Wolf Down Wednesday. And if you go to hssaz.org, that's our website, slash Wolf Down, that's W-O-O-F-D-O-W-N, you'll see a list of all sorts of great local restaurants where you can get a wonderful meal and at the same time get a, a percentage of the sales will be going to the Humane Society to help homeless pets. So make sure you plan to eat out uh, three meals a day on July 28th, uh, so that you so that you're part of your proceeds of, of your your great meal is going to go to help our homeless pets at the Humane Society. All right, so that's and that's the final Wednesday of this month. So the the 28th, exactly. Kind of looking forward, is there anything else that's on the agenda for the Humane Society of Southern Arizona? Well, one thing I wanted to mention is that um, you know for many years we've been the Humane Society of Southern Arizona, but we've primarily been serving Metro Tucson. Mm-hmm. We are now actually starting to expand into Cochise County as well. Uh, we're, we're working with uh, activists down there and volunteers and animal lovers and county government and city governments to be able to build a new Humane Society shelter in Bisbee in the next two to three years. Um, in the meantime, until we get that shelter built, we are actually already starting with volunteers to transport animals from the Douglas Animal Shelter. Um, and if any of your listeners have been down there, you see that it's, it's really tough conditions for animals. Um, pets, dogs in particular, have a 32-inch by 44-inch space with no access to the outside, concrete block. They can't even roll up, curl up and sleep on the floor. Um, and the uh, euthanasia rate is way, way high um, just for space. Mm-hmm. 30% of dogs are killed down there and 70% of cats. So we knew we had to do something to help. So we will be saving uh, approximately 500 lives a year starting in August with volunteers bringing up dogs and cats to our shelter, bringing them inside, solving their health issues, uh, testing them behaviorally, and then finding them forever homes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's a phenomenal opportunity for us to make a huge difference in Cochise County as well. Uh, so that's another great thing coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did want to mention another opportunity to help us and help yourself, you know, on our theme, earlier theme of win-win opportunities is we have um, a 50-50 raffle coming up as well. Uh, so check out our website for that at hssaz.org. Last year, we raised $18,000. $9,000 of that went to help our homeless pets, and 9000 of that went to one lucky winner. Ooh. We're planning on m- m- many, many m- more times of that type of money this year uh, because we're really um, pushing a lot harder, and I think you, you could end up with uh, winning five figures mm-hmm. once this thing is done. Um, so check out the website. Look for our 50-50 raffle. It starts August 2nd. And uh, all the way through the month of August, okay. you can uh, join the raffle and watch the, uh, the winnings climb. You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. I'm speaking with Steve Farley, CEO of the Humane Society of Southern Arizona. Where can people find more details of just events that are going on for the Humane Society? If you want to get more information, like how you can adopt or 
how you can take advantage of our low-income wellness services for your pet um, or our new uh, low-cost dental services for everyone, uh, go to our website at hssaz.org, and, uh, and, and you can find all sorts of things that we're doing. And I haven't even talked to you about our new education and behavioral center that we're doing a groundbreaking for on August 9th. I'm telling you, we got a lot going on, and we are pretty excited about what this is going to do to help pets and the people who love them. And uh, I don't know if we have enough time to talk all about that stuff, but one of our key portions of what we do at the Humane Society is humane education. And that's training our, our pets so that they can live with us better and you, 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 they, they're not going to destroy your shoes and you might be tempted to return them. We want to make sure you have a long, happy life with your forever friend. So we offer training classes. But even more importantly is we have edu- humane education uh, programs for kids in which we teach kids how to be kind to animals. Mm. And, and we have camps. We, have, we go into classrooms 500 times a year. And we need a great location to be able to, to uh, host those types of training events and those humane education events uh, because it's so important, not just for pets. There are plenty of studies that have shown that if you teach kids how to be kind to animals, they're much less likely to be involved in domestic violence mm-hmm. later. So being kind to animals becomes being kind to humans as well. So that's another, why that's another pillar of what we do at the Humane Society of Southern Arizona. Awesome. Well, seems like you have so much on your plate right now, um, but you're clearly happy to be doing it. And uh, well, Steve Farley, I am very grateful to have had this opportunity to have a chat with you and to get an update on what's going on and to hear about what is in store for the Humane Society of Southern Arizona. Before I let you go, will you just tell everyone again, um, best way to get in contact and learn more? Uh, best way you can contact us to find out more about everything we do is the it's hssaz.org. That's the, uh, the Humane Society website. Uh, and again, look us up on Facebook. Get all sorts of news about what's coming up as well and be our friends. I'm Riley, and you're listening to Lifestyle Tucson, where I chat with nonprofit groups and organizations in southern Arizona, learning how they serve the community and getting updates on current projects. For the next portion of today's program, I am sharing my conversation with Robert Jensen, the CEO of Mobile Meals of Southern Arizona. I am Robert Jensen, the Chief Executive Officer for Mobile Meals of Southern Arizona. Mobile Meals of Southern Arizona has quite a long-standing reputation in Tucson and Southern Arizona, but we're also an area that is uh, constantly growing and expanding. Uh, so to start off, will you just give me just a brief introduction and history? Uh, absolutely. Uh, we, we were started when uh, there were some physicians' wives in 1970, and uh, they would, these doctors would work on their patients send them home, but they weren't capable of cooking for themselves when they got out of the hospital. So a number of these physicians' wives got together, and they joined Meals on Wheels. They did that for about two years, and then Meals on Wheels was was closing. So they decided to open up mobile meals. So they started delivering food to the patients of their husbands, and for the last 51 years, it has just continued to grow and expand and meet the need of people that need food. Who does it serve now, and uh, what's, what's the area that you work within? 
let me give you a little a little background. Previous to COVID, we were delivering to homebound people. So whether you had a health issue, whether you had a disability of any sort, something where you were homebound and couldn't get out, and that's what we had done for 50 years prior to COVID. Once COVID hit, then the elderly population was at such high risk that they didn't want to go out, and so we had to change our model. So we started to delivering food to people who did not want to leave the house because they didn't want to get COVID. Well, this demand grew and grew, and then we kind of tapped into a lower-income folks that couldn't afford the f to go out in the food. Some of these people, they, they don't even have cars, and they have to take a taxi or an Uber to the grocery store. And so we've come full circle to where now, if you need food for whatever reason you want, we are going to deliver it to you. So we have a sliding scale that the least you're going to pay, it'll be free. If you don't have enough income, we're going to give you food for free. If you are a millionaire, the most we will charge you is $5 a meal. And we have a sliding scale uh, in, in, for anywhere in between there. And m about 75% of our clients receive their meals for $1.50 or less. So what, who we're really servicing is the low income, the poor, uh, along with people with disabilities. And we're able to keep them in their homes longer before they have to move into a nursing facility or an assisted living facility. That's one of the big motivations. They don't want to leave their home. They want to stay home, but they can't cook anymore. They can't get around. They shouldn't be around an open flame on a stove. Mm -hmm. So we're able to bring them their food. They're able to stay in their homes, and they are really grateful for that. So we cover, uh, when we say southern Arizona, we go out uh, to the east as far as Vail. We cover all of Tucson. Um, we don't go up into the northwest corner because Interfaith Community Services handles that area, and we have a gentleman's uh, deal that we have had for 50 years that will stay out of their territory and and uh, we'll let them do their piece. And then we go down to the south uh, as far as the border, to Nogales, and uh, we are now moving west and we'll be going out as far as cells. So uh, we cover quite a territory and uh, the grand design to take over the world and feed the people that are needed is someday we'll be going to Sierra Vista and Benson and Wilcox and, and completely cover southwestern Arizona. You are listening to Lifestyle Tucson. Uh, so I was reading on your website that there are different programs that are offered through Mobile Meals of Southern Arizona, Signature Meal Service, Organic Meals, Concierge. Can you take a second to just kind of tell me a bit more about these programs and how they differ? Yes. So our, our main meal service is comprised of eight different diets. Uh, so if you need a diabetic diet or if you have a heart condition or you have uh, some kidney failure, you need a renal diet. If you have chewing problems, texture problems, swallowing is difficult for you, w we can take that and puree that food so that it, it uh, is able to be swallowed easier. 
that and then of course our regular diet um, and we have 10 facilities that currently produce our food for us uh, hospitals all the local hospitals tmc st joe's banner st mary's uh, and a couple of assisted living facilities they produce our food for it and then we have a small army of 250 volunteers that go out five days a week and deliver so that's 98% of all the meals we do. And then we have two partners. Uh, one is Mom's Meals, and they deliver frozen meals uh, via FedEx or UPS. And so for outlying areas that we can't service, we work with those clients to get them set up on Mom's Meals because it can come to them anytime via postage. And then we have a collaboration with Stay Naked Kitchen, uh, which puts out meals that are more carbohydrate loaded, a lot of marathoners, firemen, policemen, uh, workout people, uh, those kinds of uh, meals where they need uh, a good carb, uh, high enriched, fresh, organic meals. And so we deliver meals to folks that can't go out and get them. And those are our three main meal services right now. Something I kind of like to uh, uh, go back to is you mentioned how things kind of changed for Mobile Meals of Southern Arizona with uh, the COVID pandemic. Uh, so uh, do you expect for these changes to uh, continue? And are there um, still precautions in place that people should be aware of? The need for meals to be delivered will continue to grow forevermore. And with inflation coming here, it is going to be more and more difficult for people to be able to feed themselves. They are on a set income, and as the prices go higher, anyone who's gone grocery shopping lately knows that prices have gone up. Gasoline has gone up. All of these costs have gone up, and yet their income st stays the same. So in reality, they're losing more and more money or more capability of being able to shop and get food. So the need will only continue to grow and we will continue to service that need and, ex and expand. And Riley, I'm sorry, what was the other question you had? Oh, I was, I was curious, uh, are there still currently some like precautions that uh, Mobile Meals is using um, since we're kind of on the, the downswing, I guess you could say, yes. of the pandemic? Yes. Well, we completely changed our model in terms of all the PPE, the gloves, the masks, the social distancing. We used to carry these trays. We have these really nice trays that can hold hot food hot and cold food cold right next to each other. We would go into these folks' house, put the food on the counter or on the dining room table or in their refrigerator for them, and then COVID hit. Well, now the meals go into a plastic bag, uh, and we hand them to them. But we have made the change since vaccinations have become widespread that if you are vaccinated, then we allow our volunteers to come to a mutual decision with their clients on whether they need to be masked or not. And, uh, and that is a one-on-one -on -one discussion between our volunteer and the client. And whatever makes both of them comfortable, then that's what we will do. And I would, I would imagine that that one-on-one -on -one contact is kind of a key element to mobile meals um, because especially I think of the elderly and the isolation, being able to connect with another person uh, definitely has a significance to it to itself. And um, I can imagine that you have uh, experienced some 
uh, kind of touching stories and have seen a lot. What type of feedback do you get from uh, the people you serve? So this is what I always say. We deliver 50% nutrition and 50% compassion because the food is very important, but just as equally important as the compassion. Most of our clients don't see people or they'll have a caregiver that comes in a couple times a week. We're the only ones they'll see. And, and we show up Monday through Friday every day and ring that doorbell and knock on that door and ask them how they are. And how did your doctor's appointment go? And did you get to talk to your sister yesterday? And that compassion component almost is, is as important as the meal, the nutrition that they get. Um, so we're 50% nutrition and 50% compassion, and I really can't figure out which one is more than the other. Um, and, and first off, our volunteers are just phenomenal. Their dedication is phenomenal. Throughout COVID, we had an army of volunteers that hung in there, and, and almost all of our volunteers are retirees, elderly retirees, and they're the susceptible uh, population to COVID, and yet they were so dedicated to their clients that they knew these people had to have their food, and so they hung in there with us and they delivered. We're delivering over 2,000 meals a week and, you know, over 100,000 meals a year. And, and they know that without mobile meals, without them getting up and coming and getting the food and delivering it, these folks wouldn't have it. And our clients are just, they absolutely love their volunteers. They build a bond and they build a relationship and they, they, they look forward to seeing them every day. Um, but the other 50% is like, I, we had the, the Wienermobile come into town. And so we thought it'd be really cool. I mean, besides the fact that since I've been a kid, I've been in awe of the Wienermobile. Who doesn't love seeing the Wienermobile? <laughs> I, I mean, so, I mean, it, it was phenomenal. For me, I was like a kid again. But so we roll up to one house in the Wienermobile. We have a couple of volunteers in there, and we're delivering meals out of the Wienermobile. We're driving around town bringing meals. So we pull up to this one couple, and they're sitting on their front patio. And uh, we come up. And I say hello, and I go, look at that. Isn't that unbelievable? And with a big wienermobile, wider than their lot of their house, sitting, you know, 50 feet from them. And uh, the gentleman looks at me, and he says, you did bring the food, didn't you? <laughs> I say, yes, we have the food. So the wienermobile didn't quite stack up compared to he needed, he wanted that food just to make sure, okay, then he could look at the wienermobile. Oh, that's endearing. Um, something I kind of was thinking about um, just from my own experience with my aging family members, uh, I see online that you have the, you know, the ability for these people to enroll in your services. What um, what do you do to accommodate for people who are not very um, literate when it comes to Internet use or how to use a computer? Right. Um, is there a way that you can accommodate for that? Yes. We still have the good old-fashioned phone number, mm -hmm. our 622-1600 number. We will do everything via the phone. We will take care of all of that um, and because there are a number of folks uh, that either aren't tech savvy, don't have the equipment, don't have a desktop or a laptop, 
although most of them have phones, which is, which is very nice so they can stay connected. Uh, but that's way too small for them to be filling out an application and that sort of thing. So the good old-fashioned way, call us on the phone and or we go out to them now that, now that the vaccinations are in place and, and take the information directly from them. Absolutely. Um, so I'm kind of I'm also just curious because you talked about your uh, your group of very dedicated volunteers for a group like Mobile Meals to function. There's a lot of what you need from the community. So is there anything that Mobile Meals is kind of needing like themselves uh, to continue providing these services? The biggest need that we have is volunteers. Um, it's uh, especially right now during the summertime, and then that uh, a number of them are snowbirds and they go back home. And then this year, because they're going back home because they haven't seen their grandkids in a year and a half, and they're all getting out of Tucson and traveling because they haven't been able to. So we we use a lot of substitute drivers when we can. We have a pool of them. Uh, we go out and drive. I drive quite a bit. That's where the magic happens, is out there handing a meal to these people and asking them how they're doing and how their day is going. Uh, but we're always looking for, for volunteers. And where can someone who's interested find information? Uh, the easiest way is to go to our website, mobilemealssoaz.org. And uh, all the information is there. You can sign up right on the website, uh, or you can always just call our phone number, and, and we will take care I'm of Riley, and this has been Lifestyle yeah. Tucson. If you're a part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured in an upcoming episode of the program, you can contact us by email at publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That is publicaffairs at azlotus.com. More information about the Lifestyle Tucson program or to replay something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page at klpx.com, kfma.com, mixfm.com, or espntucson.com. <laughs>